Tao Rue was focused on predicting, optimizing, and delivering talent directly to your email or ATS. So it's totally data-driven talent attraction, which means the Talru platform enables recruiters to reach the right talent at the right time and at the right price. Guess what the best part is? <laughs> let me uh, let me take a shot here. You only pay for the candidates Talru delivers. Holy shit. Okay, so you've heard this before. So if you're out there listening in podcast land and you are attracting the wrong candidates, and we know you are, mm -hmm. or you feel like you're in a recruiting hamster wheel and there's just nowhere to go, right? You can go to talru.com slash attract. Again, that's talru.com slash attract and learn how Talru can get you better candidates for less cash. Or just go to chadcheese.com and click on the Talru logo. I'm all about the simple. You are a simple man. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, whole yeah. Other Firing Squad is back. Mark Cuban ain't got shit on us. That's right, bitches. What's up, Chad? What's up, Cheese? I feel like it's been a while. My gun's a little rusty. It, it <laughs> sounds like a personal problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did have my vasectomy recently. So, you know, <laughs> my my shit's all means. oiled up and ready to go. Okay. You're all lubricated. Nice, <laughs> nice. I got to get that going. All right. Uh, on today's firing squad, uh, please welcome everybody. Uh, Apple iChat, or I mean, Apple Chat, or I mean, Apply Chat. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, Adam Chamber from startup Apple Chat, I'll go with that, is here. Uh, straight out of Belfast calling in from Mexico. Adam, welcome to the show. Hola, chicos. Good to be here. Thank you what for helping me. What the fuck me. did you just say? <laughs> you don't want to know. Yeah, you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> you fecker. <laughs> fecker. I was going to ask yeah. Adam what his favorite Irish whiskey was, but from his LinkedIn profile, he looks about 13, yeah. so I won't ask. <laughs> Which means he's been drinking for about 10 years. Yeah, um, that's why he's in Mexico. <laughs> I'm daintily poised on 10 emoji cushions right now. Yeah, that's right. Baby, baby bottle. That's what he had going up in That's Belfast. Right. No, welcome to the show, Adam. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. I've been listening profusely, perhaps too much. Long time listener, first yeah. time startup yeah. uh, on the show. So, Adam, give us a little bit about you, which I'm guessing is about two years of professionalism. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Chad will describe the rules to you and then we'll get into it. Sweet. Okay. So, hi, my name's Adam. I'm 22 years old. I left university with thinning hair and big ambitions, um, but I couldn't find a girlfriend. I didn't really fit in back at home, so I decided to start a business and move to Mexico. <laughs> so I'm here, single, bilingual, ready to mingle with some HR podcasters. <laughs> and um, yeah, marketing's always interested me for about 10 years since I was selling virtual football card in school. And now I'm applying the skills I've learned over that time to make recruitment less stressful because life's too short for wasting time on boring hiring processes. You were living the Gen Z dream, basically. <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous. I don't know. Uh, all right. Yeah, what, what gen are you? <laughs> uh, I'm a Gen Xer, as is Chad. A little known fact about us is we are a day apart. He is one day older than me, officially. Okay. Older and wiser. Yeah. So you would have been born in what year? My math is not good. Uh, 1997. 97. 
Very nice. All right, Chad, well, for being on the firing squad, tell him what he's about to win. All right, Adam, you will have two minutes to pitch Applet Chat. At the end of those two minutes, you will hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start to suck or they ramble or they're just taking too long, Joel's going to hit you with the crickets. This is your signal to tighten up your game. At the end of Q&A, you will receive one of these three. Either a big applause. Get that bank account ready. (laughs) Golf clap. You're getting there, but uh, you can do much better. Or... This is what you don't want. The firing squad. Hit the bricks. Close up shop. Pull out the drawing board because that shit needs to go home. That's the firing squad. Grab a Corona, get a siesta, and reevaluate things. That's right. Are you ready? Any questions? Um, What sort of guns are you using? (laughs) Those are M240s. My favorite. Okay. Do you know your guns? Like, what, were you in the IRA or something? What? <laughs> that's weird. No, I was the ball maker. <laughs> anyway, that's good. <laughs> right. so quick. All right, are you ready to pitch your product? Absolutely. All right, in three, two. Okay, so almost on Instagram every day, and all the job boards on LinkedIn combined. But finding and hire them has been historically difficult for recruiters. Successful ads require experience and budget. Per targeting leads to hordes of unqualified applicants. And crucially, many recruiters aren't aware that 98% of Facebook's ad revenue comes from mobile clicks, making people leave the platform for your non-mobile optimized career site, turns otherwise interested talent away to the next cat picture. This raises the cost per application and it loses you revenue and opportunity on the world's largest pool of passive candidates. That's where AppleChat comes in. We help high volume recruiters source automatically pre-screen and allocate candidates directly to their ATS. Our solution uses Facebook ads and Messenger to provide a seamless conversational application without disrupting HR's workflow. So I'm gonna talk about the process now. Number one, we set up six creative ads which provoke the engagement which Facebook's algorithm favors. Rather than saying, we're hiring, all the ads must focus on the audience's pains and tell their own story. Number two, ad clickers are introduced to the role of Messenger while simultaneously being pre-screened by the talking job ad. The chatbot messaging and follow-ups makes it impossible for basically unqualified people to waste time on applying, and it sends automated follow-ups to the 90% who usually don't apply immediately. If they are qualified, they can then make an application through Messenger. They can book an interview straight into recruiters' calendars or be sent to a pre-filled application form. It all takes its place on the same interface where people are used to informal emotional interactions such as love, joy, longing, desire, the reasons people change jobs. So our best results have seen 70 HR staff free to do more productive work, 50% drop in cost per hire, and a decrease in interview no-show by 40%. And since launching six months ago, I've learned a lot, and we've been working really hard to handle full of clients based in the Philippines. They're now expanding. Thank it. you, Adam. Okay. For our listeners, where can they find out more? Um, so if you want to find out more, go to appley.chat forward slash cheese, and you could get a $1,000 <laughs> referral Ooh. bonus. And spell that for our listeners. A-P-P-L-I 
.chat forward slash cheese. Right on, Chad. Get them. Give them the cheese. So I heard something uh, in there around anti-ghosting magic. Tell, tell me a, a little bit about your anti-ghosting magic. We've heard it from other chat platforms, but what makes yours different and why? Was it 40% that you were cutting on the, the, the no-show rate? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So because we're using Facebook Messenger, people are always in the inbox. Um, compared to email, it's about four times the open rate. And to decrease that interview no-show, we just sent every couple of days or so updates, help, and advice about the interview. So instead of kind of forgetting about it or disregarding it, people were constantly being checked in with and being made to felt that they made to feel that they were valued and that they should actually go to the interview. So yeah, it's about making kind of people happy and want to actually do. So the platform is predicated on Facebook Messenger only. Is that correct? Yeah. So right now, um, it's focusing just on Facebook Messenger, uh, just to keep things kind of hyper-focused and kind of use that as a springboard in the future to expand into text. Okay. So what differentiates you from all the other bigger players that do Facebook already, but they also branch out and they do SMS, they do WhatsApp, they do all these other social messaging mediums. What differentiates you and why should a company come to you over them? So the major differentiator is we run the ads for recruiters. Recruitment Job ads on Facebook have the lowest click-through rate of any category and 50% less than real estate. And the problem is just recruiters don't know how to do it. They don't know what the algorithm favors. And they post stuff which doesn't get promoted by Facebook ahead of more engaging advertisements. So where other platforms simply make you the chatbot, we take a bit of the sourcing burden on Facebook and actually manage your ad campaign for you. So I feel weird that a, a Gen Z is relying so much on Facebook for their business. I feel like I'm talking to an old Gen Xer like us. Do you feel like you're putting too much into Facebook? Don't you fear that uh, from a from a demographic standpoint, younger people aren't using Facebook? And is that a major threat to what you're doing? So I think younger people still definitely are using Facebook, especially Facebook Messenger. Um a while back at university, everyone was deleting it to focus on their studies. Then they went and re-downloaded it a week later. But they still have Messenger because they want to talk to their friends and they're not going to delete their friends from their lives. I'm kind of focusing in a lot on the Philippines especially. And there, about 90% of internet users have Facebook. And their largest is the 25-year-old um, generation C demographic. So... I mean, it is definitely a risk using Facebook um, as the center of the business. And I've been told that by other people. But um, for now, I'm kind of happy to use that as a launchpad because it's such a big opportunity and no one's really focusing on providing sourcing solutions on it either. You mentioned a lot of countries. Are you targeting a certain like geographical area? Is it something for everyone? Like marketing-wise, what, what's sort of the focus for you? Yeah, so the focus at the moment is the Philippines. Um, it's kind of the candidate reason on the market reason. So Filipinos spend more time online than any other nationality. And as I said, they've got a national average age of 25 compared to 30 in the USA. Um, because more than 90% of the internet users are on Facebook, it's a big opportunity to start 
streamlining the recruitment process of all the outsourcing companies in the Philippines. Um, so the outsourcing industry is like call centers, um, customer service, and they're expected to need to hire a million people in the next five years. Um, and they have a massive problem of pre-screening. So everyone wants to apply to these jobs because they're so well-paying and above the national average. And um, so I kind of see myself as coming in and raising the amount of people who are actually successful from applying there. And what per, what percent speak Gaelic? <laughs> oh, I don't even speak Gaelic, like so I, I couldn't tell you. Hablo más español si quieres hablar español. <laughs> so, so are you focusing on staffing companies as your core client? I mean, who is your target in the Philippines? If you're looking to go after companies, are they companies? Are they recruiters? Who, who's the product actually for? Who are you trying to sell to? So, the industry is called BPO, which stands for Business Process Outsourcing. Essentially, Americans are paying the Filipinos to do some of their uh, kind of less skilled jobs. And skilled jobs well, but they just want cheaper labor. So uh, the industry is worth several billion dollars, and it's kind of on top by companies that mine like mine, which provide chatbot solutions. Um, so it's really those BPOs. And the good thing is they're not so risk averse as I find staffing companies in the UK to be. So they've been founded by American Australian entrepreneurs who are just going into a new market, and they're kind of more uh, open to taking advantages and stuff like this. Instead of going straight to the middleman, which is the BPO, why not start hitting the RPOs in the US who aren't as risk averse as they are in the UK or the EU? Um, why don't you start going after the big pile of money? Because this is where the money's at. Obviously, you can go to the Philippines and, and obviously they've got a great penetration rate for Facebook. But is that where the money is and is that where the long-term strategy should be for you to be able to help an already out processing type of uh strategy versus going straight to where the money is in the first place yeah so i take i take one that's a, a really good point actually the way i saw it was it was so well received whenever i went to filipino companies and bpos in the philippines that this would be a really good uh, kind of testing ground because there's going to be so many applicants going for these roles. Um, so I kind of, it's more of a low hanging fruit for me than the American RPO market. Um, that is on the roadmap when the company grows a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was just a, sort of a matter of low hanging fruit, to be honest with you. So what about this building of ads? Uh, obviously, recruiters can't do ads. They're, they're not marketing professionals uh, to try mm -hmm. to train them up to do this. It's just not what they're built to do. And in most cases, it's not why they got into the job in the first place. So from yeah. my understanding, it sounds like you actually build ads. How many ads do you build per job? And how is that facilitated in Facebook? So as I said, we start out with six ads. And the point of that is to find which one works the best. So it would be three different combinations of images and text, and then three different audiences. And we would go into their Facebook ads manager, create those, connect them to the chatbot. And then after a few days or so, we would cut the two worst performers. After another few days, we cut the two worst performers until we have the best performing ads. And this is where it's really different from programmatic, where you maybe only just put one ad up. On Facebook, you really want to be testing to find out what your audience is and what your message is. And that's, that's what we focus on. So we take up the testing burden. 
So the so these aren't job descriptions. These are actual advertisements. Oh no, these are like stories. These are life stories. <laughs> because okay. I mean, when people are on Facebook, you need to catch their eye. I mean, people scroll on average seventy three feet a day. If I see a job description saying money location, I'm less likely to click on it. If I see you can change your life by doing X, Y, Z. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. So these are stories. You're not you're not doing the traditional feed ads on Facebook, correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely not. Those they're they're too boring. They're very boring. And then do the ads direct uh, people who you know slide up to automatically start chatting with a company, or is it a landing page? Like what what's the process? So it's an automated chatbot because if you click on just apply now. That's going to take you to the career site. And although many of them are mobile optimized, especially with the big uh, Fortune 500s in my target right. market, the Philippines, they're, I mean, they're disgusting. It's just a massive page and it's but it keeps It keeps a user in Facebook. It doesn't take them to the company website or something, which I think is traditionally what our, our audience thinks about when they think about advertising. Mm-hmm. This is simply like, let's start a conversation now. And then there's an automated chat. And then that person becomes an applicant at some yeah. point. So it's like a congruency between them seeing the ad and them talking to the messenger. It's a much more seamless experience. And before they know it, they've started a tentative application. Yeah. So, so do you think, do you think you're more of like an ad agency than you are a chat bot? Because it seems to me like um, yeah. the most important thing you do is help people advertise on Facebook, and then you're just using the chatbot or the the messenger solution to then create applicants for companies. Am mm-hmm. I off base there, or am I right? Yeah, well, it's a bit of both. So we have some people who they can get leads in using the ads, especially uh, the ones in the Philippines where everyone wants to do the job, and then they have ones who can't source it all and need help with that. The the thing it's not a traditional ad agency because we use a lot of templates. So we kind of have mm-hmm. a master chatbot, which is then white labeled. And then we know what sort of messages work for the ads. So they're all sort of copied and pasted gotcha. and then altered a little bit. So it's scalable. It's just, I'd say it's a scalable ad agency. <laughs> and what kind of results are you getting on the ads, like click-through rates and, and whatnot? Okay, so I'll give you... Pardon? Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm looking for numbers or like what kind of, you know, click-through rates and uh, engagement you get on these ads. Okay, so um, one campaign, 152 clicked the ad in one month and 88% of them were basically qualified. So 12% of people clicked. Within 30 seconds, they were told, you're not suitable for this role. And that saved them a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, of the 152, 13% of them applied. And... Um, we actually made four hires. So from one five two, there was four hires. 
and the spend was about $200 on ads. Excellent. Nice. So on your website, it says your ATS is filled with dead leads. Is that really the case? Um, well, I would say that, especially in the Philippines, most companies, uh-huh. they've had applicants who they forget about because they're not right at the time. And the thing with using the messenger chatbot is we can actually communicate with the ATS so we can tag someone in the chatbot as being not suitable right now and then give them the offer to be looped into like an automated sequence where they can receive free stuff basically. And the rule of that is just to keep them sort of active, so to speak. So the chatbot actually allows companies to prospectively, because companies have, have spent hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on building a resume database that they never touch. Right. And, and those leads in that database are, are pretty much a gold mine, probably a bigger gold mine than anywhere else because they've already paid for them. Um, how can your platform or can your platform help them turn that atrophy database into a lead generation database? So today I've just been focusing on the, the people that I source, making them an active database. So the people from the ads continuing them on. What, what kind of put me off? reactivating the database was there's a lot of people doing it and also it starts at email and i'm kind of trying to focus on the chat aspect of this and i just want to be hyper focused guys on does it have to focus on email though well how else can you get them from i mean you could ring them all but and i'm curious sort of in in light of that like retargeting right so you could certainly take all the emails in an ats upload it to facebook and then show the ad to those people right is that something that you're doing? And then secondarily, are you putting any retargeting code on the career site so that people then see the ad when they go to Facebook after visiting and looking for jobs at a company? Yeah. So the first one, it's a little bit sketchy because they haven't opted in for that to happen. If a company has in their um, user agreement that they can use that for marketing, then it's okay. Okay. But I mean, I didn't want to kind of break the rules so to speak with that because uh, the thing about using Facebook is you have to toe the line um, uh, if you don't you'll be kicked off uh, I kind of pride Apple chat on being the most compliant agency in the space and the second question could you remind me what that was so retargeting so putting in uh, oh, yeah, retargeting yeah. code on a career site and then seeing ads yeah absolutely so we put it on the application page of um the form which we're linking to are indeed linking to a form okay. and then they can see the ad but usually we do it through messenger so if they've got to a certain stage in messenger we remind right. them through messenger so you're not putting you're not putting retargeting code on the ats or the career site but you could do that in the future um yeah so we've done it with one client um okay. so yeah it's certainly possible okay and then um so keeping with facebook so you your website says you capture a phone number and an email <clears throat> Is that captured from the chat or are they asked to submit that information to you? Like, in other words, are you are you capturing it sort of without them knowing just because they're connecting on Facebook or is that part of the, the chat process? Oh, no. So it's all it's all part of the candidate rather than scraping databases or reaching out to them cold on LinkedIn. We give them the chance to submit that info. So what I ask is consent to our privacy policy by sending your email and then the email address pops up as a quick reply. Um, so okay. that's just a little pop-up. All they need to do is click a button 
and then they've given the email address and opted in at the same time. And okay. about ninety eight percent of people go past that step. All right. All right. I want to get into some some of the business perspective on this. Um, you're promising a weekly video call uh, with your customers. Like, is that scalable? Is that realistic? Like, um, how does that work? And will you keep doing it? You know, when you're when you're super huge and famous. <laughs> I'm famous now, mate. Nah, it's definitely not scalable. Uh, it's not scalable at all. So, so that, that will be eliminated from the website at some point. Um, yes, at some point. Uh, uh, so the thing is, at the start, treating the clients really well. So we have a good reputation. And then, yeah. um, I mean, there'll still be a, a lot of close contact because uh, contact we're all about chatting. Um, but I mean, that, that will be taken out in the future. Do, do they like the, do they like the video calls or is that sort of bothersome for them? Um, no, well, the thing is not all of, not all of them take the weekly call. It's just on the table. If they want to be kept up to date, um, we do. Okay. Um, I, I, cause I'm just starting out. I, I love it cause it's talking to other business people in the same space and helping them. Yeah. Well, you're 22. The education is probably invaluable, uh, to you. Old people like us don't want to talk to anybody. Um, so I'm curious: uh, have you have you raised money? Are you looking to raise money? I mean, you know, your your contact us email on the website is your is your direct email address. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this like going to stay small? Do you want it to be big? Like, talk about that. Yeah. So in the next couple of years, I don't plan to raise money. Um, I want to keep it a kind of small agency where I work with contractors and. We basically provide a really focused service to, say, 20, 30 clients. And that's kind of just a personal choice for me where I want to see how the business starts to grow. And if it's something which is appealing, then I'm going to take it to the next level and um, maybe seek a bit of funding. Uh, however, okay. it's that kind of I'm thinking in two year blocks at the moment. A lifestyle game is not a bad game to play on the website it actually says what do you what you need is automation to do the heavy lifting so what heavy lifting are you actually taking off the recruiter's shoulders and how much time are you giving back to a recruiter in about a week i mean so if you take a look at just like a week's time frame how much time are you giving them back and where is it at so with our clients the main problem is pre-screening unqualified candidates so they would maybe get hundreds of people in each week and only 30 to 40% of them will be useful. What we do is automatically take those people out at the very early stages within one minute. So if it takes about a minute to chuck someone away and if they're doing say a hundred of those a week, then that's 90 minutes a week. Uh, We also with, um, so we have a client who are a Chinese company, but they have a, office in the Philippines and they move seven staff into more human facing kind of different HR roles. So uh, I guess with them, we save several hours a week. The, the, the big part of it is taking automatable tasks out of recruiters' hands and letting them do stuff that they're trained to do and enjoy doing. Okay. So what's, what's your end goal here? Are, are you looking at making just this uh, a lifestyle business? You have 20 or 30 companies and maybe grow that to 50 over the next five years and just be happy with that? Or are you looking for more grander acquisition or growing into a platform? What are you looking for as a digital nomad? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, personally, for me, I would like to grow it um, to the point where I don't need to worry about money. And 
I have an income that kind of makes anything possible for my lifestyle. So as you said, I, the nice point would be 30 to 40 clients and maybe five or six contractors managing those accounts with me. Um, looking long-term, I would like to sell the business once it's got to that stage. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I'm not thinking of like putting it on the stock market or trying to create a multi-million pound empire. Um, for me, this is a lifestyle business, which I think can help a lot of people remove the stress from recruitment. So, Adam, I'm, I'm going to let you out on this. Um, talk about pricing because, uh, one, I'm, I'm sure there's pricing for the service, but then you've got pricing for the advertisement and how much is a company spending. And I'm sure you have to go through like a recommendation for how much they should spend. Um, is it is it pretty customizable per deal? Is, can you standardize pricing? Talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so it's been a both. It's $1,000 a month. And then there's a performance-based add-on. So that could range from five to twenty-five dollars per application, depending on what they're actually paying recruiters. So, for example, if a company wants to make twenty hires, maybe they need two hundred, two hundred and fifty applicants. If we charge them five dollars per applicant on top of our one thousand, and if they pay a thousand for ads, that's three thousand dollars they've spent on twenty hires, which I think is a pretty good deal considering they're paying about. Five to six hundred per hour. So they're paying for application, and then so they're not worrying about how much the advertising costs. You're just making sure that you're paying less for an applicant than they are, and and Facebook is getting the difference, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. So the benchmark is what they're paying recruiters for the candidates. Okay. Yeah. So a thousand, and then twenty five for every applicant that they want. It. I mean, it depends on the audience. So if they're targeting kind okay. of <clears throat> IT specialists, then that's going to be a higher cost per lead in terms of Facebook's uh, charge. So then we'd raise the $5. Okay. So nurses would be more than, uh, I don't know, servers or yeah, something. Yeah, more or less. Okay. All right. There it is. All right, Adam. We have uh, we have come to the end of our Q&A, and it's time for you to face the firing Here squad. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Kill me. Uh, regardless of what kind of guns we're using, I'm going to go first. So... I think that when we, you know, when we rate a con uh, a company or, or give feedback or, or become critical, it's it's easy to get into the, you know, everyone should want to be super rich and famous and go IPO or be, you know, bought 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 for a hundred million dollars. But I think that sometimes you should you should you know judge a company based on what they want to be, um, and the fact that. You know, you want to be this nomad uh, going from country to country and, and doing what you do, not having staff, not raising money. Um, you know, a, a 30, 40 company business is very doable, I would think. Um, so so I, I tend to I tend to come at this at at critiquing you based on what you want to do. Um, I think we're going to I think we're going to see a lot more businesses like this in the future. Uh, sort of these these solopreneurs that, you know, get a niche, I think. Um, you know, the fact that you're just the Philippines, I'm guessing there's not a lot of competition from there. Um, you know, I think Facebook is a little bit risky, but yeah, it has, you know, more people on it than Christianity. Um, so if you can, if you can help people figure out how to advertise on Facebook, which by the way, is also Instagram and anything else Facebook owns, and then drive them into a chat experience, which becomes an application, 
Um, they don't have to figure out the advertising. They don't have to post jobs. Um, you take that process out for them. Um, you know, I think that's a pretty cool business. Um, I think you probably will be acquired at some point. I think this is a really nice uh, play for an agency um, to, to, you know, prov- provide ads in a different way than maybe what they're doing today. Um, I think that Facebook isn't going anywhere. I think your pricing is, you know, very, uh, competitive. Um, you're a super young guy. My guess is this will be something you do for five years. Um, and then you go off and do something else. Um, but you know, for me, like, are you going to be a hundred dollar, hundred million dollar acquisition and, you know, stay in Mexico and retire? Um, probably not, but that's not what you're looking for. I think what you're doing, um, is pretty cool. I think you're a pretty smart guy. Um, I think for what you want the business to be, you're on the right track. And for me, you're going to get a rousing applause, man. I'm I'm a little bit jealous about what, what you're building. Let's see if Chad feels the same. Well, Adam, I'd like to say we love chatbots. You listen to this, this, this show and you know, we love chatbots because there are so many applications. And I love the the lifestyle business aspect. I love that. I also love that you understand the demos. You're in the Philippines because you know the penetration rate in the Philippines. And you also know the target of the BPOs. That to me is awesome. Here's the thing. It's kind of like a turn. It, it's, it's either a lifestyle business or it's not. Okay. Because it's hard, not impossible, but very improbable to be both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be able to focus and understand all the different markets, much like you do the Philippines right now, I think is essential. Not just obviously UK staffing is is pretty rigid and they're not going to pick this up, but who is and where's the money, right? So I think you've got a great incubator going on in the Philippines. Here's the big problem that I see. This is an easy model for companies like TMP or AIA who just bought car a company who does this very sort of things thing and they can scale or symphony who just bought smashfly who also has a chat bot uh, or maybe even talk push who pretty much owns uh the apac area when it comes to the the, the chat bot slash crm side so i think overall I love the idea. I love the digital nomad. The problem from my standpoint, it is too easy to replicate, which is why I'm hitting you with the guns. Ouch. Ouch. I love it, man. I say you live it <laughs> up as long as you can. <laughs> Dude, there aren't many rousing applauses yeah. and big guns. So however you feel about that, I don't know, but it's a unique situation. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel really good. I didn't come just for like positive feedback. So, uh, Thank you to both of you for your input. Fair enough. Well, again, Adam, for those who want to learn more, where do they go? So go to appli.chat forward slash cheese, A-P-P-L-I dot chat forward slash cheese. Thanks, man. Excellent. Chad? We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. That is one big pile of shit.
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.